welcome uh, to October. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Muscle Maven Radio. I'm your host, Ashley Van Houten, of course. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Today, uh, this episode is another kind of deep dive on a specific, very drilled down topic. I like to do this every once in a while. It's fun to have guests on to just kind of talk about whatever uh, in health and fitness for an hour. But sometimes I like to really get an expert on to talk specifically about a subject or a topic so that we really kind of come away from the podcast really understanding. Um, because sometimes I find maybe it's just me, but with the podcasts I listen to, because they're so great and, and ranging, you can sometimes leave a podcast with more questions than you started. So I hope that that's not the case for you today. Um, we're talking about the animal-based products in skincare or ingredients, I should say, in skincare and how they often get a bad rap, but the fact that they have been used for generations um, for skincare uh, challenges and issues, um, they don't kind of get the same reputation as the term plant-based as far as in ingredients in skincare go, and in food for that matter, as we know, that tends to be sort of synonymous with healthy um, plant-based is, which... Um, is not certainly not always accurate, um, but you don't hear about companies touting animal ingredients as a healthy, um, good option for skincare. Um, but one company that does do that is Primally Pure, and I have the founder of the company, Bethany McDaniel, on the podcast today to talk about beef tallow and emu oil specifically as ingredients in skincare, why they're good, how they've been used, how they've been processed, all of that stuff. And you guys, this isn't an advertisement for Primally Pure. You know, if you've listened to me and you know me at all, that I have been a, an ambassador for this company for a long time. I'm a huge fan of their products. I don't try to deny that. I use them constantly. I give them out as gifts constantly. Um, they've made a huge improvement in my skin and also just sort of detoxifying my um, skincare routine and my home in general um, because the products are just so much better than what you would get in a drugstore and certainly a lot of these super expensive skincare um, products that really you're just paying for the, the brand name. You're not paying for the ingredients at all. And I've seen a lot of people's lives be changed um, using skincare that really improves the health of their skin, which is an important and often underrated um, indicator of health is your, your skin. So Anyway, uh, I don't want to make this podcast longer by rambling, but I've got Bethany on to talk about these ingredients, why you may want to consider using them uh, in your skincare, whether you use her company or not. So I hope you find this helpful. I did do another podcast, um, a solo episode all about skincare um, for myself personally, like what I use and some of the things that I've researched and learned. Um, so you may want to go back and check out that if you're interested. And if not, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you have suggestions or recommendations for other guests, for other topics, things you'd like to hear, people you'd like me to talk to, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at The Muscle Maven. Send me an email. You can go to my website, ashleyvanhouten.com, and send me a note. Just tell me what you're thinking. Um, tell me what you'd like to hear so that I can uh, continue to provide good quality information for you. All right. I appreciate you, and I hope you enjoy this podcast episode with Bethany McDaniel. All right, Bethany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, 
So good to be here. Thank you for having me. I, uh, well, you have been on the podcast. I have interviewed you once. This was long time way, ago. Yes, way back yeah. in the day. But that's just to get this out of the way at the top of the show that, you know, obviously I'm such a massive fan of yours. I'm such a massive fan of your company. Um, Primally Pure is amazing, makes the best skincare ever. This mm, whole podcast won't just you. be me like, you know, singing your praises, but like you deserve <laughs> it. So I just wanted to get that off, you know, off the top of of the podcast because I've been a fan of your company for so long. Um, and I actually just recently did a solo podcast about skincare and what, how, you know, I feel about skincare and why I think it's important and ingredients that I think people should be looking at maybe ingredients people should be avoiding some things to think about when they're thinking about skincare, because, while I'm no expert, it is something that I am pretty passionate about. And I, I just, enjoy. you kind of are, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, a, I'm yeah. an expert for, for my own face at this point, but, um, but I just think it's such an, a, a nice way to take care of yourself. It's a nice way to, um, to treat yourself and to, um, also, and this is something that I think you guys are doing and really focusing on right now is this sort of like sort of detoxing your life process and you can do it in stages and you can do it in little steps where it sounds overwhelming, you know, to try to have a, a toxin-free life because we don't yeah. live in a world that's toxin-free, but there are so many things you can be doing, little things you can be doing that can make you healthier, that can, um, you know, start to reduce that toxic load. And one of the big ones that people don't think about is skincare. So I did this separate episode and while I was doing it and talking about these ingredients and mentioning animal-based ingredients for skincare, I was thinking it might be a good idea to like have an actual professional come on and talk about this a little <laughs> bit more. Um, so I, I'm, I'm super pumped that you're here and you can talk about it a little bit, but, um, Anyway, that was my rambling intro to say thank you for being here. And I'm excited to talk about animal products and skincare with you. Oh, thank you. Same. And I just like appreciate you so much and your support early on of me and my company. I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits in our love and appreciation for animal-based ingredients, both in food and in skincare products. So yeah. I'm, I'm pumped to be talking to you about this today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the fact that you were like excited about my book makes me happy because not a lot of people get that excited about organ meats. So <laughs> if somebody else, you know, is is interested in it, that makes me happy. But um, I feel like it's just the beginning. Like you are spearheading this movement and it's like only the beginning of the momentum that it's going to to get in the future. I hope so. I hope so. Um, okay, so maybe I don't you don't have to like go through maybe the whole like genesis of the company Primally Pure, but I think um, you starting this company from the very beginning, it was really tied in with the use of animal products. So if you kind of want to yeah. just give us like a little bit of background about why you started it, how you started it and, and how tallow as an ingredient has been sort of central to the company from the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try to keep this concise. But um, so in college, I well, I, I had experienced um, skin problems ever since junior high. I had acne and I tried every conventional treatment and didn't really experience relief until one, I changed my diet and two, started replacing my conventional, you know, typical products you would get at the drugstore that most of us have grown up using until I started replacing those with natural alternatives. And 
um, there's a lot of different kind of pieces that clicked that enabled me to start Primally Pure. Um, one was in college, I was actually vegetarian for a year and um, it, it didn't go well for me. I, I really started appreciation, appreciating the importance of animal-based ingredients in my diet once I added those back in. And once I was able to recognize that, you know, they, animal-based ingredients contain unique nutrients that are important for our bodies to thrive. And kind of um, a little, little bit after that, I started eating a paleo diet, really experienced a profound difference in my overall health and in the health of my skin. And kind of right around that time also, my now husband and his family had started a regenerative livestock farm here in Southern California. So a lot of different things, pieces were kind of coming together, like one, realizing the, the need that my body had for um, animal products in my diet, and then kind of realizing the difference between you know, um, like feedlot, CAFO type operations in the animals that come out of those versus animals that are right, raised outside on pasture um, and all that good stuff. So that kind of, that, that change in my diet also made a huge difference. And being around the farm, I was around, you know, every animal ingredient imaginable and tallow was one of those. So I started looking into, you know, the, just the benefits of cooking with animal fats and then also the history of those animal fats in skincare. And I was just amazed to find out that our ancestors for generations and generations had used ingredients like tallow and emu oil in skincare, you know, before these chemical based ingredients came onto the market and before animal fats were kind of demonized by the media. So that like traditional wisdom was really interesting to me and being like with my history of, um, you know, trying to heal my skin and trying to heal my skin naturally, I was just really drawn to, to tallow in particular. And I started rendering tallow from, um, cows that we were raising on the farm. I did that for a little while. And actually when I started primarily pure, um, a lot of those, a lot of those initial, um, batches of skincare products that I made were made with tallow that I had rendered myself. Eventually that became just a laborious process in the midst of every other aspect of the business. So I started sourcing tallow, you know, already rendered tallow from farms across the U.S. and that's what we do now. But yeah, I was just, I noticed a big difference in the health of my skin when I started incorporating those animal-based ingredients. And um, even for our deodorant, which is our number one bestseller, a lot of natural deodorants on the market today give these give people gnarly rashes and mm -hmm. it's from the baking soda in the deodorant that's what really works well to combat odor but it's also kind of abrasive and can cause irritation for a lot of people so i found that using a deodorant that was formulated with tallow um, kind of provided the nourishment and the healing to the skin um, you know in conjunction with the baking soda that prevented that from happening as much with our deodorant compared to a lot of other natural deodorant brands. And I only know that because we have a lot of customers that reach out and they say, Hey, I tried this brand or this brand, a lot of our competitors that use baking soda. And I had to stop because I was getting these horrible rashes, but I can use yours and this is great. So, um, yeah, I think tallow is just an amazing ingredient and there are others like emu oil that that's amazing. And I'm sure, um, others as well that we don't use in our products, but 
I just, I'm a big believer in the importance of using plant-based and animal-based ingredients in skincare. Mm -hmm. I have to do again, a quick aside about the deodorant because that's like, without sounding kind of like corny a little bit, it was like sort of life-changing to get a natural deodorant that actually worked because for the longest time, that was my last holdout. Like I was using most of your products for most of everything. And I was like totally bought into the natural thing. And then I was buying like straight up aluminum poison from the drugstore because I'm like, I can't be stinky. I can't smell. I have to use deodorant that works and I can't find one that works. And the natural stuff sometimes makes me smell worse Mm -hmm. um, or it it irritates my armpits. Like I cannot do this. (laughs) And when I finally started, I used it's your charcoal one is my favorite. There are other good scents that might work better for other people, but I like the charcoal one. And, you know, they talk about how it's like a little bit of a process because your body kind of needs to get used to like not using the like gnarly stuff from the drugstore and like you're going to have to whatever. And I dedicated myself to it. I'm like, as long as I don't get like painful, rashy pits, like I'm going to give this a shot. And I did. And it worked so well, I couldn't believe it. Cause I've always been a sweaty girl too. Like yeah, I'm not, same. I am not one of those girls. Like you see, you like walk around outside in the summer and you see girls wearing like white cotton t-shirts and you're like, well, how, how, <laughs> you know, like I've never been that person. And this stuff, not only does it work so that I feel like I've used it so consistently now for probably like well over a year that I feel like I just smell less in general. Um, I feel like I sweat less in general. Um, and I feel like I don't have to use it even every day. Like I, if you had told me like three or four years ago, you could skip a day or two of your deodorant and you'll be fine. I'd be like, nope, but (laughs) it's magic. Like I just honestly, and I I do think like stuff like that, like you said, for people who are growing up with like acne or super sensitive skin or skin problems, or if you're somebody who's constantly has to think about how much you're going to sweat or how much you're going to smell before you leave the house. Like these are things that like weigh on people's minds, weigh on their self-esteem, all that kind of stuff. And when you can find products that are good for you, that can fix these problems or address these problems, like that actually can be life-changing for people. So for sure it's kind of a big deal. Um, It is a big deal. Yeah. And deodorant, I think is the most important product swap that anyone can make just because of how toxic conventional deodorant is. You know, not only does it contain ingredients like aluminum that's been linked to Alzheimer's disease and parabens that have been found in high concentrations in breast cancer tumors, but it also stops you from sweating. So you're putting this junk up into your armpits and then blocking your pores so that none of it can get out. In addition to, you know, the other toxins that your body naturally detoxes via sweat. So sweating is so important. And, and like you mentioned, that's why a lot of times with your experience with, you know, sweating more after you made the switch initially, um, that's actually such a good thing because that's when we are releasing these toxins that have been stored in our, in our tissues for so long. And so, yeah, that initial detox phase is a little bit rough, but if you can power through it, you'll find that you may sweat less, you may smell less and your body's just becomes better at, at detoxing and and regulating your, your sweat. So yeah, that's great. Absolutely worth it. And that's another thing I think that's worth um, touching on too, is that, when we talk about the word detox, I think for some people can kind of come across as a little bit like, 
woo woo or like marketing or, um, you know, cause a lot of people will say like, if you're a healthy person and your digestion's good and you're eating and you're drinking water, like you don't really need to detox. And, and I agree that a lot of the detox protocols out there can be full on snake oil marketing, terrible, like detox teas and, and juice cleanses and like all these things that are unnecessary, generally speaking. However, as we've you know, talked about earlier, like the world is a toxic place. We are exposed to toxins all the time. It is a good idea to be aware of this and the ways that we can minimize the toxins that are going into our body. And one of the biggest ways that we do that is by sweating, right? It's like passive sweating, whether you're in a sauna, you're sweating outside, active sweating from working out, all of those things. So to stop yourself from sweating, probably it's not what you want to do, right? You no. just want to be in a place where you're doing it in a healthy way that isn't going to like keep your friends from wanting to hang out with you. So anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, there's so many things we can't change about our current environment and so many, but skincare is something that, that you can. Yeah. So it's in everyone's ability. I wanted to ask you too about the, cause I'm just always curious about people's stories. When you went, I guess, was it vegetarian or vegan? Vegetarian. Okay. Was that, um, just sort of, it was kind of what was happening at the time that this is the healthy way to do it. Give it a shot. Was there a moral part of it? Was there, I just want to try something because I'm having these skin issues or other issues. And I want to see if this will work. What was your reasoning for, for giving it a shot? Kind of a mix of those. I mean, there was a lot of buzz about that at the time. And I was working at Trader Joe's. A lot of my coworkers were vegetarian. I was experiencing some digestive problems and skin problems. And I thought, well, I'll give this a try. Um, I was always really interested in health and wellness. I just didn't always, I, I didn't have the information to, to push that in, in the right direction. But yeah, so kind of all of the above, everything that you mentioned. And how long did it take you when you were having maybe not so great um, responses to it um, to, to think like, okay, this just isn't working for me, or maybe I should try something else. Was there like a sense of I'm not doing it good enough, or there must be something wrong with me, or this is a failure. I just, I ask because I feel like it is such a, there is such a like emotional component to the way that we eat and the choices we make that it can be tough to, even in the face of like pretty solid information telling you maybe something isn't working that sometimes people double down or they believe that it's something else or like, how, how did you kind of come back out of it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so many people that that's true for so many people when they adopt any dietary change, they're just, usually when you decide to do something, it's, you're pretty fired up on it and you believe it. And, and so I think I just told myself for a long time that, that it was working for me and that this was great and that I was doing the right thing. But when I really took a step back and looked at, you know, my health, it wasn't moving in a good direction. In fact, a lot of my symptoms were getting worse and I was definitely gaining weight, um, definitely still struggling with my skin. And so I kind of had these inklings that maybe this wasn't working for me, but I pushed them aside. And I vividly remember one day I was camping with my cousins and um, my cousin's girlfriend was there and she was just like so fit, um, looked so great, so healthy. And my friend and I, who were both vegetarian, were, were also there and we were all eating dinner. 
and we were having hamburgers and she just ate the patty. And my friend and I had, we had like buns with, I think, tomato and lettuce. And (laughs) I just remember thinking like, this just isn't right. Like, this can't be right. Like, look at, like, we are both still, like my friend and I, we're both still struggling with our weight, like still struggling with different ailments and like not feeling great. And then looking across the table and seeing someone completely like thriving health-wise, eating a very different diet than I was eating. That was like a light bulb moment for me when I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't working for me. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that the key to one of the big keys to health is being able to recognize the signs and be able to adjust and be flexible as you go through your life. Right. Because, um, your needs are going to change. Um, your body's going to change. The information that you get is going to change. I think that the biggest problem is when people sort of start to identify too strongly with something and then they refuse to kind of take in new information. Like I, my, um, my diet, my approach to eating, my approach to skincare, my approach to working out has all evolved a fair bit since I got into this industry, maybe, I don't know, I guess 10, 12 years ago. And I don't think that I've failed anything or that the other stuff that I used to do was garbage. It's just that you have to be able to kind of make adjustments and changes as you go through your life. And and that's going to help make you happier and healthier in the long run. Um, So the fact that you're able to do that, I think is, is very good. Um, Okay. So Let's talk about ingredients now. So let's talk about the tallow. Um, if you can give us, I, I, again, like I covered it a little bit in my sort of mini podcast, but if you can talk a little bit about um, maybe even sort of ancestrally or like historically how it's been used um, and then how you incorporate it into some of your products, um, that would be very helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, there are so many just references to it being used in, in, you know, indigenous cultures throughout history. And I think like more of the, um, more of the documented, like heavily documented use of it um, started maybe in the 1800s. And there are just a lot of recipes that like from back then of ways that tallow can be used for anything from like cuticles to um, like healing cuts and, you know, bites and just like protection and nourishment from, from the sun and things like that. So um, there are, were even products that were sold back then. Like I have a, there's a blog post on our website where I have a picture of a tallow bomb from 1895 that was, was like a product on the market so it was used, um, you know, widely throughout history and, and there's, there's, it's no wonder why, like it's rich in so many incredible nutrients for skin health that just aren't found in nearly the same concentrations in plant-based ingredients. So like vitamin A, D, E, and K, all fat soluble vitamins pre- are present in tallow in the perfect combination with their fat soluble activators. So it's such a powerhouse ingredient. And it actually contains um, tallow from grass-fed cows contains four times the vitamin E as found in grain-fed cows. So um, how the animal is raised is, is also super, super important. 
Is it similar to when you're coming up with formulations for skincare, most of your, I would say probably virtually all of your skincare products have combinations of plant ingredients and animal ingredients. Is it with skincare similar to food where like the combination um, makes everything sort of more bioavailable? Because you talk about like how certain vitamins or nutrients are more bioavailable in the presence of fat, for example, right? So like when you have a salad or you roast some vegetables, you cook them in some good fat and tallow, whatever, and it's going to like, you're going to get even more out of it. Does it work the same with skincare? I mean, I I would think so. Yeah. And for us, it's just kind of like, we're wanting, we want to incorporate these traditional ingredients like tallow and like emu oil, but we also want to make them Um, palatable for people that are used to using conventional products. And the way that that we do that is by combining them with these essential oils and herbs that also have amazing benefits, but that also work to kind of mask that tallowy scent, which I don't find offensive, but someone who's not used to that may be put off by it. So we really want to to make our products, um, you know, enjoyable for people that maybe aren't used to using these types of ingredients and also the plant-based ingredients are amazing as well. So mm-hmm. we just want to pack as much of those nutrients into our products as possible. Yeah. I mean, I got to say that is probably one of the things that that sets your company apart too, because there are a fair bit of um, skincare companies out there that are like tallow-based or, you know, have some of these ingredients. Um, but one of the things I loved about I love about your company is like, you can read the ingredients. There's a few, you can probably pronounce most of them, if not all of them. (laughs) And, but it feels really luxurious. Like it feels like you could see these products like in a nice hotel or at a spa or something and they feel good and they smell good because to be honest with you, as much as I love tallow and animal fat and cooking and eating all of these things, I've tried some products in the past and I'm like, this is a little bit beefy for me, honestly, to use like every day as like skincare. Like I don't really want to be necessarily reminded or feel like I smell like uh, a bison, you know what I mean? So totally, (laughs) I do do find like, I completely agree that like, I think to, to reach more mainstream audiences, you do want to have a bit more of that, like sort of refined kind of combination. So how do you, in in addition to having essential oils and, and other things that are kind of making things smell good and feel good, What's the like actual rendering process of beef tallow like? Like, what are you doing? You're taking this like raw fat essentially, and and mm-hmm. what are you doing with it to make it uh, work in skincare? Yeah, that's a good question, and I think that's something that a lot of people are are just just don't have an understanding of. Like, we get customers that'll ask, like, well, how do you get the tallow off the cow? Do you like cut it out of the cow? And like, <laughs> it's like, no, it's part of the it's part of the process, um, you know, that happens after the animal's been processed. So we're not like, people will say like, are you melting it off of the cow? Like, while it's still alive, like liposuction or something. (laughs) No, no, no. That's like, that's not at all what it is. Um, so after an animal has been processed, we, we use the interior fat tissue, the suet of the animal and the suet is gently heated, causing the pure oils to melt away from the rest of the tissue and they're strained 
and put through like a really rigorous straining process. And then those pure oils then solidify to form tallow. So it's a pretty simple process and it happens after the animal has been processed. And that also just plays into kind of a philosophy that I've adopted. And I know you have as well um, called like nose to tail, nose to tail eating, or, you know, using every part of the animal, like, like our ancestors did, they didn't just take the meat. They were also eating the art organs. They were using the tallow on their skin. So it's really, it may, it may sound off putting to some people like off the bat, but if you really think about it, like what better way to honor the life of that animal than to use every single part of it? Absolutely. Do you feel like you um, are missing a subsection of potential customers because you are not only using these products, but really encourage and tout them because, you know, you guys are over on the West coast and I know people, I I don't know, we go through like ups Mm -hmm. and downs of like Mm -hmm. this stuff being more or less trendy and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And like plant-based, plant-based anything just has this, um, ring of it's more moral, it's healthier, it's better for the environment. And in, in the case of skincare, plant-based certainly isn't a bad term or a bad word. Um, plant, plant, um, you know, extracts and oils and herbs and all of these things are beautiful, wonderful things that can help our health. Um, and have also been used in, in beauty products and skincare forever. Um, yep. but it, it's just funny how it's like that term is just like a catch-all for like, well, it's gotta be good then where know. we know when it comes to food, like plant-based oils, not so great, you know, like, so you have to be a little bit more discerning and and understand the nuance a little bit more. Um, But if you just kind of think about the term, which I don't think is even really thrown around that much, like animal-based ingredients for skincare, I think that would stop a lot of people in their tracks. They'd be like, well, what does that mean? Is that even okay? And is that ethical? And how's that? Like people would ask a lot more questions. So do you feel like that does, like you have sort of like an extra barrier of like education almost that you have to give to people? For sure. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people are initially turned off by it and that I'm sure it, in some ways that it's hindering the brand from growing and moving forward. But like you mentioned, that's why the education is so important. And because I'm so passionate about it, like we have several products. I mean, most of our products really are technically Mm plant-based, but I don't even use that term just because to me, it's, it's just furthering this idea that plant-based is the best. And I just, I just don't agree with that. I think that we're missing out on so many beneficial nutrients by only using plant-based ingredients. And um, I also think it's furthering the notion that plant-based is best for the environment, which I also completely disagree with. Yeah. Um, So for the, the ingredients or sorry for the products that you use grass-fed tallow in um do they tend to be because i'm thinking like off the top of my head like i use like a the body butter and like a beauty bomb like a face cream um they are incredibly nourishing so like they're really um and like i live up north. So in the winter, of course, it's like very good for me because it's just very harsh, dry, cold temperatures. So it's perfect. Um, but it has, it gives it like a really, really luxurious, um, 
like creamy consistency, which is nice. Are these products also appropriate like year round for like hotter climates? Um, are there skin types that may want to consider different options or does it tend to be a, an ingredient that works across all skin types? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it works across all skin types. I think that like I won't use anything else on my body um, other than our body butters. And I like our baby bomb. Actually, mm -hmm. I think it's the most nourishing product that we offer. So most of the time I use that, but when I want something that just has those essential oils that smell really nice and more of a spa like experience, I'll use our body butters. So even, I mean, we, our family, we travel a lot and we're in Hawaii somewhat often Costa Rica and places like that, that are really humid and hot and my skin definitely doesn't get as dry there, but I still use these animal-based ingredients on my skin because they are so nourishing and healing, especially spending time in the sun. And I just find that nothing nourishes my skin like products with tallow and emu oil. And so, yeah, I use them year round, um, no matter what climate I'm in. I just, whenever I try anything else, it just doesn't, doesn't cut it for me. Um, it's so luxuriant. Like it just has this yeah. decadent feeling. Like it's like once totally. you try it and then you use like, again, some like drugstore of vino or something, you're just like, that's no, it's not cutting it. It maybe like feels good for an hour or so. And then all of a sudden those like white ashy flakes show up and it, yeah, yeah it just doesn't do the job. Um, yeah. and then for the face, um, I think that one is a little bit more dependent on climate and, and skin state, um, we use the word skin state instead of skin type because our skin is always changing, especially as women may change throughout the course of the month. It may change depending on our age and the climate we're in and the season and things like that. So um, there are some times when I'm in a more humid environment where I just don't need like a heavy cream on my face and I'll use a serum instead. Um, so I just kind of feel that out. Most of the time I still do use one of our creams, like our, I love our beauty cream as a face moisturizer. And no matter what, I'll use that around my eyes. I may not use it on my entire face if I'm in a really like humid environment. Um, so I think those are things that everyone can just kind of feel out based on where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, one of the questions that I think I get from people sometimes who are asking me about skincare, because I, I'm pretty fortunate, like acne isn't really something that I've had to worry about too much since I've been a teenager. I've got my other skin concerns, but that's not really one of them. Um, but for people who do have that as a concern, I think people have this sense or possibly misconception that some of these um, more nourishing uh topical stuff can be like heavy and it's going to like right. clog your pores and things like that. Um, what, what do you say to that? And, and how do we, you know, get around that fear of things that, you know, people are maybe used to using stuff that's very astringent or, yeah. um, and potentially drying because they're thinking, okay, well I'm oily or I'm acne prone. So I don't want to put these other oils on top. How do you, how do you, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely me for a long time. I mean, I think it's just so ingrained in us by commercials that we see and advertisements and magazines. I know growing up, the big thing was like just harsh cleansers. And I think all of us went through the phase with um, 
like the St. Ives apricot scrub, oh, which yeah. are like little beads of plastic, like so terrible, but just like anything to just strip your skin of its natural oil barrier was very in. And I think that that narrative is kind of coming around, I hope, but for a lot of women who grew up in the time that I did, it was very popular to just try to strip away all the oil from your skin. Like oil is bad. And I didn't realize until later that by doing that, I was actually causing my skin to overproduce oil because I was stripping its natural moisture barrier away. And then my skin was having to produce more oil and I was experiencing more breakouts. And what I thought was a solution was, oh, I'm just not, I'm not washing my face like nearly enough. And maybe I need to be washing my face three times a day. And it's just, it's such a vicious cycle when you get caught up in that. And so when I started incorporating jojoba oil was actually the first natural ingredient that I ever used on my skin, which I would have never, never thought to use until I started learning a little bit more about how oils can be beneficial and how they can actually balance out your oil production. So when I started using that, I actually noticed a huge difference in the health of my skin. My breakouts started lessening and my skin just felt more balanced. And then, and then the more ingredients like that, that I incorporated, um, like tallow and some other plant-based oils also, I just saw my skin balancing out like it never had before. And mm -hmm. I would, had always considered myself to have oily skin and still kind of identified as someone with oily skin up until recently. Um, we have an esthetician, a holistic esthetician that operates a spa out of our headquarters. And she started telling me like, you don't have oily skin, <laughs> but I had always just identified with that. And um, I really attribute that to mostly just using products that balanced out my oil production rather than causing it to overproduce. Yeah. It is so funny that it's like, it really is human nature to just continue to like double and triple down mm -hmm. on things rather than yeah. listen to what our body's telling us. It's like, you know, if this isn't working, I got to do it twice as hard and right. like reevaluate it's, but it's such totally. a totally thing, you know, it's like, there's know. no judgment there. It's like, that is what human beings do. We do it in our workouts. We do it in our diets. We do it everything at work. Like, yeah, everything. Yeah. It's so important to recognize that too. And I mean, I'll still get caught up in, in some of that at different times with various things. And it's so yeah. important to take a step back and think like, okay, do I really need to be going harder at this or should I switch gears? Yep. 100%. Um, the other ingredient I just wanted you to touch on a little bit because I've seen it less frequently than the grass-fed tallow, but you guys incorporate it and I don't know like anything about it is emu oil. Um, yeah. So tell us about like wh where, first of all, how do people even, because emus aren't exactly as like common as <laughs> beef. So like right. how do people even come up with this idea and why especially why it is the oil that comes from this particular animal. Is it so good for our skin? Like, tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. So with emu oil, I think, um, I think that the use of emu oil in skincare started with the Aborigines in Australia. And that's where a lot of the emu oil that, that is available comes from even now. Okay. but it's, it's so moisturizing. It penetrates really deep into the skin. It's really good for stretch marks in particular. Um, we put it in our baby balm and I love the baby balm so much because it's like that one, two punch of tallow and emu oil. And then we infuse it with 
different really soothing healing herbs also no essential oils because those can can cause sensitivity sensitivity issues for some people but we infuse it with lots of healing really gentle herbs and that formula of the emu oil and the tallow just works so well for so many problematic skin conditions eczema psoriasis and then i was going to mention too um like we we always say it has so many benefits for not only babies like using it as a diaper ointment or just on skin rash type type of things but it also has so many benefits for moms um, you know, if rubbing it on pregnant bellies can really help to prevent stretch marks and, and then rubbing it on, um, on like sore nipples after nursing can be really beneficial too. So I love very helpful for me. I <laughs> yeah. Really, Cause you guys sent me the, like the baby bundle and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so nice. I can't wait to use it on my baby that's coming. And I'm like, no, I'm using it. <laughs> um, I'll get more. It's fine. Um, but it's so amazing. It's so good. And it is good for the people who like, I really like, I really like your, um, your body butter because I think it smells all of the flavor, like all of the scents smell amazing, but they're not overpowering. They don't, it's not like you're putting on this heavy perfume and you're walking around and you can smell. It's just beautiful, like yeah. such nice natural scents. Um, but these, like the, the baby balm has no scent whatsoever, which is what you kind of, I think people really want with like, especially like new babies. You just don't want to be messing with like Mm -mm. anything like that. Oh, it's Um, nuts. How strong they pick up scents. Like I remember when with my, both of my girls, like when a a grandma or an aunt or just a fit, like some relative that would wear a heavy perfume would hold one of my babies. Like the baby would smell like that perfume for the next five hours. It's nuts. It's nuts how strong those, those fragrances can be. So yes, I agree. Like you don't want, you just want that natural baby smell and you don't want to take away from that. That's what I'm looking forward to, but I will say I have, I definitely have been using the, uh, the baby bomb on the baby belly. And I plan on, yeah, using it anywhere that it's needed. (laughs) I'm pretty excited about that. But, um, so yeah, so is emu oil then it's just sort of like another really nourishing ingredient that can be used. Um, like, is there any, do you have any products that are just use that and don't use the tallow or they tend to kind of just work really well together? Yeah, we, we don't have any products that just have the emu oil. Um, you could certainly use it on its own and have great results from it. It's also great for diminishing fine lines um, just because it nourishes so deeply. Um, but yeah, we, we just like to combine it with the tallow because then you're getting the benefits mm-hmm. of both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so here's a question I just kind of want to put you on the spot for a minute because okay. you guys have been coming out with new, um, products and new formulas. And I love that, like in the last sort of almost maybe about a year, you guys are doing like seasonal kind of collections, which is really, really cool. So you've got like your spring, summer, fall, and there's like a beautiful candle and there's essential oils and all this stuff, which is awesome. Um, but one area that when I put out my skincare podcast, people came back to me asking a lot of questions and I did not have a lot of answers for them is healthy, hair care. So Mm. you guys have some dry shampoo, which is fantastic. Um, but what about like shampoos and conditioners and things like that? Is that something you guys have any interest in? Um, potentially it's not something that we're actively working towards right now, but we do get asked that we get asked about that 
quite often, like maybe more than any other, any other product. So who knows, it could happen at some point. Um, I really like InnerSense Organics hair care. Um, I like their shampoo and conditioner and leave-in conditioner a lot. They have a great hair oil also. And then like you mentioned, our dry shampoo, it, it works wonders. It's what allows me to go a week. You know, I wash my hair once a week and I feel good about that between my hats that I wear often and my dry shampoo. Um, And dry shampoo is a big one too, because most of them on the market are aerosol, which is really bad for the environment. It also is really, you don't want to inhale that. And then same with a lot of other powder type shampoos, you don't want to inhale talc and some of the other dangerous ingredients that are present in most of those. Yeah, that's that's kind of been my approach to um, hair care is just like making it as low maintenance as possible and like not washing my hair all the time. Yeah, um, and, and that's hair. so healthy too because yeah. like what better way to moisturize your hair than with the natural oils that we produce, um, you know, on our scalp. Yeah. And that, that was one of the things like you were saying, you kind of always like sort of just assumed like, okay, I have oily skin because I have had sort of acne issues in the, in the past. But my thing was always, I have really fine hair. And so it gets limp really easy. It gets greasy really easy. And so I was always somebody who's like, well, I just have to wash my hair every day. Like if I don't, it's just gross. It's like a mess. Um, Mm -hmm. and so when I started, it, again, over a period of time and yeah. using good dry shampoo, but also just like getting used to not having to wash it all the time. Um, now I'm like, yeah, I might wash my hair like maybe once or twice a week. And some of it is also like, I'm getting older and I'll just throw my hair in a bun. I don't really give a shit anymore, but like also yeah. <laughs> I'm, not to, I'm not trying to be gross. Like, you know, I want to like look cute. No, you um, don't, people, we don't have time for that anymore. Exactly. Yeah, you really don't. But um, especially but no. with kids, like yeah it's it's rare to find you know an hour where you can like take a shower and blow dry and do all the things yeah yeah no i don't i don't even have the kid situation yet and i still (laughs) don't have time for that um but it is you know i i wanted to ask because it is kind of like the sort of the last holdout i do feel like there there is um you know, a fair bit of at least attention being paid to better quality skincare and products that are just a little, you know, closer to, to nature and whatever, but like the hair side of it, I feel like is a little bit less, um, explored. So yeah. Cause people were asking, yeah. I'm like, I honestly don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really that into it, but yeah, um, I'll check out the one. What did it, was it? Inner sense. Inner sense. Okay. Inner sense organics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're um, great. Are there any other products that you're like new products that you're working on that you can tease us with? Yeah. Yeah. So right now we're actually working on skin specific collections, which we kind of have right now. We have, um, we have serums that are made for different skin states, masks that are made for different skin states, but we're also working on more creams. So uh, more beauty cream type products for different skin states and then mists, it's a funny word to say mists <laughs> for different so skin nice. states, um, facial cleansing bars. Okay. So I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but these will all be available in August. So super oh, soon. soon. That's like, yeah. So that's like the big focus right now. And then um, more holiday products this later this year. And then for 2022, we're working on a natural sunscreen, which I'm really excited about. We actually came out with one when I first started Primally Pure and it was called outdoor lotion because we hadn't gone through the steps to have it 
um, approved to be called a sunscreen in terms of SPF rating and those sort of things. Mm -hmm. So um, I pulled it because I just wasn't comfortable with potentially any potential repercussions Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. selling a product like that. And now we're working on kind of moving forward with it, but in a fully legit way. That's very exciting. I'm really pumped about the stuff coming out in August. Um, What about makeup? Yeah, we get asked about makeup quite a bit too. Mm. And kind of like the hair stuff, I'm not saying it'll never happen, but not something we're working on right now. It's just a totally different area to dive into and it'll take so much time and attention. And I know to get it right, it would just, it would be a very big project. So Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that at some point we will, but I'm not sure when. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, again, maybe this is something that comes with like being in my mid thirties, but like, I kind of care, I'm caring less about makeup and more about skincare as you know, it's like the same way, like when you hit, I don't know, at some point in your twenties and you realize you have to start caring about how you eat. Cause you can't get away with it anymore. Like that's yeah. kind of how I sort of switched to like skincare where I'm like, actually taking care of the body that you're in instead of like just figuring out clever ways to kind of cover it up Mm -hmm. is is good and it makes me feel Mm -hmm. better and it makes me feel like I'm taking better care of myself and also like you said you know if you're busy and you have family and you have kids and you're you don't always have the time to like do all this and make it look you know but if you can if you're doing this like beautiful, nice, quick routine for yourself, maybe every night or every morning, and you feel good in your skin and your skin is healthy, you really have to do a lot less with your daily makeup routine to feel so good. True. Like, I'm like, I, a couple things, a couple minutes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel good. I mean, it makes a difference. Totally. Um, okay. One last thing. So for people who are listening, who are big time minimalists, but are being convinced slowly over time by me that skincare is important <laughs> and worth investing in men and women too. Cause I have a fair bit of like male followers on, um, Instagram and I'm like, guys, this is for you too. Like you have no excuse, like take care of your skin. Yeah. And none of Men's this stuff- skincare is growing so much right now. And none of this stuff is gendered. Like I, I highly recommend this stuff to men, especially even that deodorant. I was like that charcoal deodorant specifically somehow works miraculously for men and women, like big, sweaty, hairy men and everybody else in between, like it, it works. But, um, anyway, the question was, what would you recommend? And I know people can go on your website and do like the skin quiz and they can like really kind of get, um, suggestions for things that they can try based on their skin. Um, but do you have like a sort of elevator pitch of like, if you just want to keep this super minimal, but you want to sort of just generally take care of your skin, here are the couple products that I recommend you try. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you mentioned, our skin quiz is great. Once someone goes through that, they'll be recommended um kind of a basics bundle that they can they can get and just just the few things that are really going to benefit their skin the most and then kind of an in-between bundle and then the works with if if you're wanting like the full routine you can buy those products but gosh for everybody if you're looking just for a super simple routine um i really love our cleansing oil i would start with that that has made a huge difference in my skin health and we're always hearing you know great feedback from customers from using the cleansing oil. So that's a big one. We have a normal kind of balanced skin option, a dry skin option, and an oily skin option. 
Um, I started with the oily skin and now I either use the normal or the dry skin kind of depending on the climate I'm in. So cleansing oil, I would say, um, and then everything spray makes a great toner. And it also has so many other uses. You can use it to freshen up your underarms throughout the day. Um, you can apply it to, you know, your armpits or a bikini line after shaving to prevent ingrown hairs. So many other things. So everything spray um, is another good one. And then some type of a moisturizer. So we have our serums and our beauty creams are kind of our main moisturizers that we offer. The serums are a bit lighter. And then the beauty creams are a little bit heavier and just really offer amazing, amazing nourishment and nutrition for the skin. So I would probably say, um, I would probably say a beauty cream. Okay. Um, and we're coming out with more options soon for different skin types. So be on the lookout for those, but yeah, cleansing oil, everything spray, and then a cream. That is very exciting. I like the everything spray because I, I use it. I say I use it for like morale because it just makes me feel fancy because <laughs> I just like have it in my bathroom and I just like spritz myself all day and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like special and it's nice, especially in the summer when you're super hot. Yeah, it's so and refreshing. I've been using the plumping serum in the summer Love the plumping for my serum. face instead of the, like I use the... Um, the, uh, like the lotion, like in the winter. And then during the summer, I use yeah. the serum and I really like it. And the plumping serum is great for especially summertime because it has astaxanthin, which is an ingredient that's derived from red algae. It's what gives salmon their, their orange hue, and it's really protect protective against the sun. So a lot of surfers will take astaxanthin internally to protect them against sun damage. Um, highly anti-inflammatory, really powerful antioxidant. So the plumping serum is amazing for summertime use for people that are out in the sun a lot. Sweet. I'm smart. I didn't even yeah. realize I was doing just that. Just must That's be your intuition. Yeah. <laughs> Such a pro at this point. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I won't keep you any longer, but Thank you again. I mean, again, I'm such a huge fan of what you guys are doing. I think it's so important. And I think it's such, like I said, it's such an accessible way to just take care of yourself and treat yourself, you know, and not everybody has to have a 12 step routine and not yeah. everybody has to buy $300 lotions. Just like I tell people that you don't have to only buy the highest quality, organic, local, be like you have to make the best choices with what you have available to you, the resources, um, the things that make you feel good. And I just think skincare, yeah. like in this world of like biohacking and shortcuts and crazy weird stuff we can do to make ourselves feel better. I just think that like a nice quality, nourishing, you know, a body butter, a lotion, a look, whatever. It just, it, yeah, it's the little things, it's the little <laughs> things, you know, and it just makes yeah. you feel better. And when people message me on Instagram and they're like, how old are you? You look great. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you, but thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, that makes me feel good because I'm taking care of myself so. and you're a big part of that. So anyway, um, yeah. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for oh, thanks, um, Ashley. illuminating us a little bit on some of these animal products. And um, I'll put all the like information and all the links and stuff in the show notes so people can check out the um, the skin quiz and, and go to the website and just kind of keep posted on all the new stuff that's coming out. Um, but yeah, I mean, enjoy the rest of your summer. I'll keep you posted on how this the the baby bundle goes when the baby. Yes, please arrives. do. And uh, we'll so do this exciting. again sometime. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bethany. Bye. All 
right, that's a wrap for today. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you want to explore more about um, animal-based ingredients and skincare, Primally Pure's products in general, if you want to take that uh, skin quiz, you can go to primallypure.com and just explore. There's tons of information there, tons of cool products. They're beautiful and amazing. If you want to buy anything, use the code MUSCLEMAVEN and you will get a discount. And I want to also thank our actual show sponsor, Medicine Man Plant Company. They make these uniquely formulated herbal supplements. So we're back to plant-based again, but you know what? Plants can be good too. Okay. I'm equal opportunity if it makes me look and feel good. Um, they make these herbal supplements that support optimal health and immune function. Their products are rigorously third-party tested. They have ingredients like elderberry, vitamin C, echinacea, cordyceps, lots of medicinal mushrooms in there. Incredible natural ingredients that humans have used for generations to support their health. That's kind of the theme of today's podcast. Just Use your innate human common sense using these natural products that have been around that people have used successfully forever. Um, I use their serenity pill um, to chill me out because I tend to be the opposite of chill naturally, and it's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> they're also another really, really knowledgeable um, small company. The people behind it are really passionate and willing to answer your questions. So follow them um, on Instagram, check them out, medicinemanplantco.com. And you can also use the code, again, MUSCLEMAVEN for 20% off anything you buy. Go give them a follow and uh, you can go down a rabbit hole of nerding out on ingredients there as well if you want to. So that's it. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will catch you again next Tuesday. 